Good morning, afternoon, evening. How's everybody doing here? Red Zone DFS is back to talk through the college football slate for week four. Unbelievable that we're at week four already. It is just absolutely insane. But the good news is we are starting to get into some more competitive games a little bit. Uh, we're almost there to eliminating some of these FCS and some of these like just completely massive spreads. We have a few of them here on the main slate on DraftKings uh, this week as well as FanDuel, but we're getting there. We are close. Um, hopefully everybody had a good week last week, was able to cash, possibly take down some big tournaments and um, really just have a good week. Uh, I think overall, you know, last week was kind of a frustrating one for me. Um, if you uh, looked at some of the plays, if you tallied some of our show and whatnot, I think the most frustrating thing for me, um, as I'm sure you might be able to attest to, but hopefully you were better, is I was on a lot of the right plays. A lot of the right guys that I was talking about on the show, um, they hit. They did great. Um, for me, I just happened to not be able to construct a roster properly to, you know, really compete and take down a, you know, a, a ship, ship a GPP. Uh, which was frustrating. So, you know, nothing, um, I guess, well, I guess you could be uh, more frustrated if you had dead last and not even close. But, uh, yeah, it was a bummer. So, bounce back this week. We're on the right, guys. We trust the process. And we can make things happen here uh, on Saturday. So, first off, I just want to make an announcement. Uh, pretty awesome stuff. Red Zone DFS, proud to announce that we are being sponsored by Manscaped. So support for Red Zone DFS is brought by Manscaped, best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package and the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. So join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Uh, we do have an exclusive offer for you guys. 20% off plus free shipping with the code zone20 at manscaped.com. So yeah, there's a lot going on. It's uh, it's good stuff. I appreciate everybody subscribing and listening in. Um, if you've never used Manscaped before, but you have some old trimmer, some old grooming tools, uh, I highly recommend these products. Uh, we've all had those instances, me especially, where... Um, you know, things get chipped and clipped and it doesn't feel too awesome. And it, you, it makes you hesitant to get back into uh, the grooming game, uh, which I've had as well. But using the new tools, the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, um, these things are legit. Uh, so I highly recommend them. Get 20% off and free shipping, like I said, with the code zone20 at manscaped.com. So again, that's 20% off. Free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code ZONE20 um, and unlock some confidence and use the right tools when you are manscaping. So getting to the plays of the week. So some of you had commented, I appreciate it, uh, what I asked last week, which was, what do you guys want to see more of? A lot of you said that you wanted to get a little bit more insight to my process. So here we go. I am looking at a few things when I'm boiling down my player pool starting with uh, looking at Vegas, right? I'm looking at the totals. I'm looking at the spreads of the games. Um, for instance, some of them that stand out, I'm highlighting games that are like ideally targeting high 50s over 60s is best, right? Uh, so going through, I think we have six of them this week. The Duke-Kansas game is sitting at 66 over under. 
SMU TCU at 70, Maryland, Michigan 65, Central Michigan at Penn State 63. Bookmark that for a second. Florida at Tennessee is 63, and Texas at Texas Tech is 60. The reason I said to bookmark the uh, game with Central Michigan at Penn State is a Penn State is a 27-point favorite. So they're expecting Penn State to roll Central Michigan here. Maybe a little bit of a bring back, but we really want to be aiming for some of these games that are ideally like over 60, high 50s again, but are single-digit spreads, right? Because that's going to mean that we're going to hopefully see four quarters out of our players. We're going to see full game flow, hopefully a competitive game. Um Obviously, yes, you can play some of these teams that are going to steamroll others, and hopefully you hit value in two quarters when they blow them out. Um, but, you know, there's a chance they don't, right? If it doesn't go your way, the game script, if you're on the passing attack and the rushing attack uh, blows them out, like if those starters are out in the second, third quarter, you don't hit value. They may win by 50, but you don't hit value, which is all we care about, right? So that's kind of what I'm targeting game-wise. I'll absolutely have pieces for some of these other games, and I'll explain the reasoning why I like those uh, here in a second. But those are some of the games. Uh, some of the games in the high 50s, Oregon at Washington State is a 57 and a half. The reason I like that quite a bit is that's a six and a half point spread right now, six and a half, seven. Um, we're looking at, let's see, some of the other ones, Wake Forest and Clemson, that's a 56 over under with a seven point spread. Again, one touchdown. So, they're projecting quite a bit of points in these games from both sides, essentially. So that's kind of like where I'm starting my process from there. I'm then looking at the matchups. So some of the matchups that stand out here um, that we might be able to exploit. Uh, Kansas is rushing offense is ranked seventh going against Duke has the 51st ranked rushing defense. Um, let's see here. SMU's passing offense is 10th. They are going against TCU's 73rd-ranked passing defense. Uh, on the other side, TCU's rushing offense is great. SMU's passing or rushing defense is not. Uh, Wake Forest, I think the passing uh, offense is interesting here. Um, they're one of my sneaky stacks of the day. Clemson's pass defense is ranked 86th right now in the country. Not ideal. Um, Michigan, so the numbers look great. The matchups look great. The reason you have to not trust necessarily those numbers is Michigan's played nobody. They, they've played the easiest schedule of D1 football um, I've ever seen. So you have to take their numbers with a grain of salt. They're still big favorites here, high spread. So you like the game, but you can't trust the statistics necessarily. Um, passing offenses for both Central Michigan and Penn State look good in terms of ranking, uh, both in the top 30 going against both passing defenses being 111 and 124. So the passing attack in the Penn State game is interesting. Um, what are some others? Texas Tech's passing offense going against 69th-ranked pass defense for Texas. North Carolina's rushing offense against Notre Dame's rush defense is 14th versus 95th. That's another matchup that's pretty interesting there. Everything else is pretty middle of the road, I think. Um but those are some areas I like to exploit or I'm going to look to exploit here. So without further ado, let me get into some of the picks that I have some interest in this week and some stacks that I'm going to be on. Um, this is starting with my, yeah, let's start with stacks. So I think SMU I brought up, I like Tanner Mordecai, 7,800 with Rishi Rice, 8,600. Look, it's a very clear target share there. Rishi Rice by far is the number one receiver for that team. Um, that passing offense is going to go as he goes. And again, 
We talked about it. I think the passing offense has a great matchup here versus TCU's pass defense so far. So they're a little bit expensive in terms of a double st- uh, in terms of a stack because Rice is so expensive. But I think this is a matchup you should definitely not overlook. So that's the SMU passing attack with more Decay and Rice. Moving on down the list of kind of stacks that I uh, will have some shares of. Michigan, J.J. McCarthy at 7,700 and Ronnie Bell at 7,300. I think you could very much put Blake Corum in there as well. This should be Michigan's first real test of the season. Um, Maryland can score some points, so I'm very curious to see how that offense does here. But my biggest concern with Michigan is Harbaugh. Uh, If they get up, are they just going to run the ball and grind it out uh, when they're up a couple touchdowns? Or does he let J.J. McCarthy really run and gun? We haven't quite seen it yet. McCarthy's been insanely efficient. Um, but, you know, 14 for 17 for 150 yards and a touchdown doesn't get us, doesn't get it done in DFS. So I'm really hoping Maryland pushes the envelope here a little bit and Harbaugh takes kind of the ropes off of McCarthy and lets him run and, and you know, get after it in the passing game here. So I have some interest in Michigan. I do have some concerns with Michigan um, if they blow them out. One of my favorite stacks of the day is Tennessee. Um, I just don't think Florida is very good, uh, being totally honest here. That's the biggest spread I think I saw in like 50 years in this rivalry. Tennessee's like an 11-point favorite here. Hendon Hooker at 8,100 is a great price. He has uh, balled out in every game so far. He's the, the the highlight point of that offense. If Cedric Tillman plays, I'm locking him in. Um, if he Even if he does play, Jalen Hyatt's a really good player as well. But if Tillman misses, Hyatt becomes like a must play. Uh, in this spot. He absolutely tore it up last week. I think this Tennessee team is really freaking good. They're better than Florida. They should be up here, but if Florida can somehow find some offense between uh, behind Anthony Richardson, this game has some shootout potential here, I think. Um, so watch out uh, from this one. I will definitely have some Tennessee exposure in this game um, or on this slate. Sorry. Texas Tech, the other interesting one. Donovan Smith at 7K. He is a roller coaster, man. He is going to be highly inconsistent. Uh, I'm just going to tell you right now. But at 7,000, he gives you rushing and passing uh, ability here. So um, Texas is is pretty solid, pretty good. Um, I think the one interesting thing here, let me just look this up. So Texas, we obviously know Bijan Robinson's the best player on that team. Texas Tech has the 18th ranked rush defense right now in the country so i'm very curious to see if they've kind of forced them to throw the ball here i did just see that quinn ewers is going to suit up on saturday i don't know if that means he plays but this game could get very interesting um if quinn ewers plays i think this thing could pop off a little bit more and shoot out so donovan smith kind of on a bring back or just even as a standalone stack is very interesting jaron brandley uh is there he's in the 4k range and the miles price at 5400 are probably the two weapons that I'd want to use with Donovan Smith. You could also just play Donovan Smith totally naked uh, because, again, he's got rushing upside and rushing ability here. Um, I think he's a very interesting play on this slate, and I think he's going to go overlooked. Uh, Moving on, one of my favorite stacks of the day is North Carolina. I think this team has a ton of confidence. I'm really hoping that Josh Downs comes back and is healthy because that just – it just – lengthens out the weapons and the options here. Um, He's their best receiver. He has been out for the last couple of weeks. He's expensive, 7,800. But if you remember, this kid's the real deal uh, when he's healthy and he's off and running. 
but I do think Pesor at 4,100 and Nesbitt at 3,900 are two cheap options. You could go that direction, especially if Downs misses. Um, and I just don't think Notre Dame's very good. Uh, the concern here, Notre Dame, is if they can establish some running game, they're going to try to keep the ball out of North Carolina's hands. But, I mean, this is a team that's struggling with Cal. You know, like they're just – they're trying to find who they are and trying to find what they are. Um, but North Carolina, it's very interesting. The matchup here says that it should be the run game against Notre Dame. But I don't know, man. Their pass defense is just as bad. <laughs> um, so – I don't really know uh, kind of – well, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. Notre Dame's pass defense is 33rd. So something's going to give here. Um, I, I'm leaning with North Carolina. I just think Drake May is that much better. Again, I think Notre Dame doesn't quite know who they are. Um, and they sh- Notre, or North Carolina is also coming off of a bye. So I got to imagine they have some stuff cooked up here at home. Um, and I think they take it to Notre Dame personally. So – this game's a one-and-a-half point spread, uh, which is interesting. 56 total. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll have some North Carolina, no doubt. Uh, Penn State, so this is an interesting one as well. Um, game theory-wise, Penn State should smoke these guys, Central Michigan. Um, Central Michigan does have some weapons that can score some points, obviously with the 63 over-under. But we know what Penn State wants to do, and that's run the football. Um they're, the interesting thing is both these teams have pretty good rush defenses, and the stars of this game are the running backs from both sides. So you've got Nick Singleton, who's just been a maniac, true freshman, guy looks like the next thing since Saquon Barkley. Uh, in Central Michigan, you've got Sweet Lou Nichols down there. So this is going to be a fascinating one. Um, again, the statistics say the, uh, the passing offense is where they should go but the strength of these teams are through the run. So both teams are going to have to get out of their comfort zone uh, a little bit, or we'll see if one bends here. But I'm going to lean a little bit on the on both sides here for Penn State. Again, they are still 27-point favorites, but um, it'll be interesting to see if they can do it through the air or the ground. We've seen some ceiling games from Sean Clifford before. Um, you know, he can get up there in the high 20s and 30s. My big concern with that is his price tag, man. He's the most expensive quarterback on the slate Makes me pretty uneasy, to be totally honest with you, um, because he's not a big rusher. Um, you know, he, they do not want to rely on him to throw it 40, 50 times a game. So I'm a little bit uneasy about that price tag. But there's no doubt Penn State's in a great spot. If you decide to go this way, Mitchell Tinsley and Parker Washington at 7,700 and 6,300 are his two top targets. So um, I did want to mention them. One of my favorite calls of the weekend, uh, plays of the weekend – I'm going for it, whatever, man. I might be totally wrong and off here because every college football show I've watched uh, has me on the opposite side of this one. I think Wake Forest beats Clemson on Saturday. That's my bold call of the week. Um, I just think the better quarterback in this game is Sam Hartman. Um, I get it. Wake Forest can't really stop anybody. However, uh, Clemson's got a problem with scoring. Like, they're not a very good offense. So, you're going to have to ask DJ Ugalele to push the envelope here, score some points, um, unless Clemson's ground game just completely controls this game. I like Wake Forest here. Clemson's past defense has been nothing spectacular. They're ranked 86th in the country uh, right now in terms of yards given up per game. I'm going to ride with Hartman, man. They are at home. They're not going to have to go into Clemson's hostile environment. Um A.T. Perry at 7K, Morin at 5,700, Donovan Green at 6,300. They just got dudes, and they're cheap. 
Uh, so this is my bold call of the week. I'm going to ride or die uh, with this. I'm picking Wake Forest to win this game outright. Money line. Um, again, I might be crazy. It seems like I am because I'm the only one picking these guys, but I think they're better than a lot of people think, and they're just too explosive offensively for Clemson to hold up uh, against them. That's my call. So whatever. Uh, feel free to yell at me uh, next week or Saturday evening or uh, call me a genius, one or the other. Uh, going on to another sneaky stack that I like this weekend, Washington State. Um, they play Oregon. Again, Oregon stats are a little bit misconstrued just because, you know, they're all over the map. Like, they got absolutely destroyed by Georgia. But then again, who hasn't? Who won't? <laughs> Everyone's going to. Um, and then they totally dominated that game versus BYU last weekend. So that, that was a very impressive outing. Washington State, though, Cameron Ward is a transfer from Incarnate Ward, uh, I believe. Um, that sounds weird. But I think that's right. Anyway, Cameron Ward's been really good. 5,000 price tag here on DraftKings. Uh, Vegas has this game as a touchdown or under spread at 57 and a half. So Washington State is at home. They don't have to go to Autzen. Oregon's coming off, again, a, a big emotional win here. Um, we'll see, man. I think both defenses are ranked pretty solid. They look pretty good on the rushing side. But passing-wise, I mean, there's nothing that stands out here that's amazing. Um, I think Ward can do some damage here. His weapons are super cheap as well. So Dijon Stripling at 4,600, Donovan Ollie at 35. I'm probably not going to go to the running side of this game. Um, and Oregon's just too hard to predict who's going to get the damage. So I think you could easily go a Washington State stack here, even with Bo Nix on the other side, um, and just play pay up at running back and receiver in other spots. I think you can get weird and different there. Um, I also think you know you could also go just Bo Nix by himself, like 5,900. He's too cheap. Uh, I talked about it last week. Um, I think you could do it again. Uh, so. Washington State, Bo Nix, there's some interest there for me for sure. Uh, and then I think, you know, he's expensive, but rightfully so. This guy has been absolutely amazing. He has the undefeated Kansas Jayhawks uh, playing Duke. And I think you could play both quarterbacks on, the side of this, uh, on either side of this game by themselves. You don't need to stack them. Jalen Daniels is at 7,900. Riley Leonard is at 6K for Duke. Both of these guys will run the football. Um, take it themselves. So they're both dual threat guys, which I love. Uh, we all love in DFS. And I think it's just something that you have to uh, consider because he's just been too good. Um, and this is a good matchup for both teams here. So um, I like that quite a bit. If you want to just throw in kind of a, a one-off quarterback or even both of them. And then again, like I just talked about, build your lineup around those two guys, not necessarily stacking, but it allows you to get some top end running backs, uh, some of the big name receivers. I think you could go that direction, no doubt about it. Moving on, running backs. Um, Muhammad Ibrahim, Minnesota. Uh, he dominated like we all projected last week against Colorado. Colorado, his defense is probably as close to a paper bag as you're going to find. So, you know, it's impressive, obviously, what he did, but come on, it's Colorado. The one concern here is Michigan State. We saw them get gashed on national television last week. But they do have a 26-ranked uh, rush defense. They are still stout on the ground. So kind of going back here, I, I, this price tag's a lot for Ibrahim. Um, but he's probably your most consistent running back on the slate. He's going to get a ton of usage here. Um, but something's got to give, right? 
the second ranked rushing offense in Minnesota is going against a 26th ranked rushing defense. So feel free to get some shares of him. Um, I'm probably going to have a few just because if he goes, goes nuclear, I don't expect him to be super highly owned. I don't think, but maybe he will be I, like, if he's going to be highly owned against a Michigan state rushing defense, because everyone saw them get gashed last week. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just going to come down to how your lineup construction goes. And I think ownership being totally honest with you, but never a bad play, Ibrahim, uh, just being totally honest. B. John Robinson, 83. Again, Texas Tech has a pretty respectable rush defense. They're going to want to make Texas throw the football to beat them. Um, but he's pretty matchup proof as well. But probably the best running back in the country. So uh, I have no problem if you want to go to Bijan. Blake Corum's probably my favorite running back on the slate. Um, 7,900. I think the price point is great. I think he has 30, 35 point upside. Not sure if he's going to score five touchdowns again last week, but we've seen what he can do um, when he gets a heavy dose of usage. So Blake Quorum's up there. Uh, you have Keandre Miller at TCU. He's expensive. I'm probably not going to go to a lot of him because I'm just going to win to Quorum if I'm paying that high. Lou Nichols at Central Michigan's an interesting play. Again, Penn State's got a really good rushing defense. And if this one gets out of hand, you could see Nichols. Um, be involved in the passing game a little bit, but it takes away what Central Michigan wants to do, which is give Sweet Lou the ball uh, a lot. So I like him. I'll, I like him every week. I think he's a really, really fantastic player, but that price tag's a little hot uh, this week. Clemson, Will Shipley. Again, I told you guys they do not want to get in a shootout here. If Clemson wins this game, it's because Shipley in the ground game dominates. Um, so if you think that's the way this game goes, Will Shipley's a really good play at 6,700. Um, if you're riding with me a little bit and you think Wake Forest gets up and gets after him here, uh, Will Shipley, in my opinion, is kind of downgraded because uh, he's going to get phased out a little bit. Nick Singleton, Penn State, 6,400. Man, if this kid could just get the full workload, uh, he's going to be 7, 8K, even more possibly very, very soon. One of the best young running backs in the country. Um, if this guy gets a lane, uh, he's gone. Uh, he's shown it two weeks in a row now. This guy's home run hitting ability. I said it on the very first college podcast of the year. Um, he has proven to be everything people talked about and hyped up. So I will definitely have some shares of him at 6,400. There's also some reports that Kevonta Lee might not play. If he misses, Nick Singleton becomes one of my favorite plays on the slate, period. Uh, Sean Shivers, Indiana is a decent play. Uh, I called it last week. He was way too cheap. Charles McClellan at Cincy, 6,100. Again, Cincinnati wants to run the football. They are huge favorites here. I got to imagine he gets a heavy dose um, of the ball this week. So Charles McClellan, 6,100. Um, Tank Bigsby, at 6K. Man, I wish Auburn would just use this guy. Like 10 carries a game, 12 carries a game is not enough for Tank Bigsby. I'd love to see what he could do with 20, 25 carries. Um, Auburn is starting a uh, their backup quarterback. Real quick, that's an interesting point kind of talking about this. He is very cheap, um, the quarterback for Auburn. Um, if you are looking for a complete dart throw in a huge tournament, I am playing him in one or two. Um, I'm just looking up here, um, Ashford. So former four-star guy, backup to TJ Finley. Finley sucks. Finley's out. I think he's hurt. Uh, but we saw this kid put up like 11 DraftKings points last week in very limited work. I don't mind going to him. I think he's 5K. Uh, if you want to go to um, 
Ashford in this spot and just, again, take a dart throw and hope he can run in one or two, make a little bit of noise in the passing game. I don't mind that whatsoever. So you could pair him with Tank Bigsby and hope that he kind of juices this offense up a little bit. I like that, actually. Uh, Chris Tyree at 5,600, back on him. North Carolina, uh, that's how you get him, is through the running game. Uh, we saw Appalachian State absolutely blitz these guys and tear them apart on the ground. Same thing goes for the other side. Uh, O'Marion Hampton for North Carolina has been getting the bulk of the work. Just be careful with that one. DJ Jones, is uh, he's in the mix. I keep hearing reports that DJ Jones is listed as a starter. Um, if it's Hampton's ball and he's going to get the majority of carries, I really like him at 5,500 for North Carolina. And then Jareel Brock. I know that game is a little bit tough for Iowa State, um, but you can't ignore the fact that he's 4,900 and he's been getting the major workload in the backfield. So if you're really looking for a pump play, I'm probably not going below Brock at 4,900 for Iowa State unless I get some news here. Um, and that kind of rounds out running backs. Real quick, touching on some receivers that are some one-offs. Quentin Johnson at TCU hasn't done a whole lot this year, but they are playing SMU. They're going to have to throw the ball. We know that. They're going to have to score points this week. Uh, he's expensive, but he's in a good spot. Rakeem Jarrett, uh, 6,900 from Maryland. Again, they should be trailing to Michigan. He should be getting a lot of workload. Xavier Hutchinson, I don't even care what the over-under spread is. At 6,700, this kid just puts up like 30 points a week. He's like the, the main weapon for Iowa State, especially in the passing game. Got to consider him. Um, Xavier Worthy at Texas. Quinn Ewers plays. I like that play a lot, lot more. Uh, Michael Mayer, Notre Dame. He's pretty much the only guy in the passing game I'm going to touch for Notre Dame. He's at 5,900, so he's starting to get up there. I kind of prefer Keon Coleman right there at the same price at 5,900. We saw him ball out last week versus Washington, even though they got smoked. Um, but I think he's a very good play there. Xavier Henderson at Florida, if you want to go the backside and bring it back here uh, from your Tennessee stacks, I think Henderson's a really good play. Uh, probably the best play. I, I shouldn't say a really good play. I think he's a good play if that's the route you're going to take it. Bo Collins for Clemson, same thing. Like if you're going Wake Forest with me and you think that they are going to route these guys, maybe not route them, but they're going to beat them and push the envelope. Bo Collins is probably a guy you want to bring it back with, in my opinion. Cam Camper for Indiana, 5,600. Uh, Troy Franklin for Oregon, 5,200. If you like that Washington State game, he's kind of the big play guy. He's, he's their main receiver, most consistent guy in Oregon. So you can even pair him with Bo Nix if you want to go that way. Uh, that's Troy Franklin. Dominic Lovett from Mizzou. He's been like the only exciting part of Mizzou's offense. He's a target uh, king. Um, I like that quite a bit. Uh, 5K is a great price. Javarius Johnson for Auburn. Again, I don't know if you necessarily go here, but he's 4,600. So if you need a like a consistent guy down that range, he's a dude. And again, we don't know what Ashford's going to bring to the table. So if you like that kid and you're going to roll a dice in some bigger tournaments, Javarius Johnson's not a bad play here. And then Jay Sean Jones, 4,400 from Maryland. Um, below that, I mean, there's some dart throws. I'll do some more digging, obviously, as we get closer to lock to see who's going to play and not play. But you know, and I'll tweet that as always. Um, feel free to follow us on Twitter. Again, all the way up to lock. Uh, we are posting plays, talking about news, uh, retweeting things, talking about it. So if I get some more news, if there's some guys that I get on to late, I'll absolutely be posting that. But until then, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed a little bit more of the in-depth process and what I'm kind of looking at and why I'm looking at certain things. But 
If you want more, give me the feedback and I will uh, continue to ramp it up. So until next time, follow us or follow me at Vinny Levine 29 on Twitter. Subscribe to the channel, please. It helps us a ton. Uh, obviously allows us to do a little bit more content, drive some more stuff. Um, and yeah, that's about it. So we'll have more NFL content coming out this week.